You're listening to the Country Chat Podcast with your host, Dom. Subscribe, give a five-star rating, and follow us on Twitter at country underscore chat. And stay up to date. Hi there, you listen to the Country Chat Podcast with me, Dom. Today I've got a very special guest, her name is Amelia Quinn. Hi Amelia. Hi, how's it going? It's going fantastic, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. What's the weather like where you are? We'll get the niceties out of the way. Miserable. <laughs> well, let's stop raining, so we, yeah, we can hope that it stops raining and holds off until I've walked the dog. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, the, that's the main thing. I mean, it's been howling it down here, because I'm originally from Leeds, and then I moved to, like, York Way, so it's, it seems to have followed um, me. It's horrible. Rita. <laughs> so, if any... If anybody's listening right now, they'll have noticed I mentioned on Twitter this morning that I've actually wrote a review. Now it's for your up-and-coming EP, Firecracker. It's a lovely review as well. Thank you very much. <laughs> no problem. I enjoyed reading it. I mean, no... Yeah, Firecracker, which is coming out really soon. 24th of July? 24th of July. You... It's very scary, but very exciting as well. I was about to ask, you know, is it... What's the emotions that are running through your mind? You know, not just when you're actually writing the songs, but... You go into either a studio or you go into like your own studio to lay down the tracks and then to now, you know, when you're about to release it to the world. Mm. It's um, it's nerve-wracking because obviously it's something quite new compared to my last EP, which was very acoustic, sort of quite chilled out record. This one is full band. Yeah. Um, it's a lot more instrumentation, you know, it, it took a lot more um, time and, and effort and that to record which was all, you know, brilliant. Um, but it's very different. It's very much more out there. But that's something I'm really excited about because I yeah. feel like it's a little bit more me. It's a little bit more sassy. It's a little bit more gritty. Um, and just sort of, I, I think I described it as sort of kicking down the door and saying, hey, here I am, <laughs> this is me. <laughs> it certainly does that. I mean, it's. I mentioned it on my review. I love the way it's all layered through. I mean, not so much your first song, Drunk, it's the rest of them, you know, they like start off really slow and then they build up and then all the instruments come in and it's very punchy. Oh God. <laughs> no, it's, it's turned out to be fair. It's actually turned out even better than I imagined it would. Like I couldn't have dreamed of making such a, like this record is just so much more than that. <laughs> I can't even describe it. Lost words on it. <laughs> and that is majorly down to the session musicians that I had um, and my producer as well. And they really put in a lot of time and care into it because um, the, apart from the drums, everything was recorded um, in the homes, uh, either my home uh, for my acoustic guitar and vocals or in the homes of the musicians due to lockdown. Yeah. How how so, yeah. how good are you then with um, like all this home studio kit? You know, have you had to like learn really quickly since this lockdown period's like begun, or have you always known how to use it all properly? Well, I did my undergraduate um, degree was actually in audio production. Oh, fantastic! So I've got Perfect. From that and got a bit of knowledge from that. I'm very rusty. I, I tell you what, I was recording it thinking, oh my god, what happened? Um, <laughs> I had to relearn a few things, especially the keyboard shortcuts. I really. Yeah. Fell flat my face with them. No idea what any of them are anymore. Um, I need to have a cheat sheet. But um, but yeah, I still had a bit of knowledge from sort of recording um, from that degree, which I'm very thankful to have had uh, <laughs> to be able to make this record. <laughs> That's really, really lucky. I mean, 
to have that kind of background to then obviously with everything that's been happening with all, all of us being stuck indoors, not being able to go anywhere, it's been, yeah, that, that's kind of like fallen great for you. Oh, definitely. And it's, I'm very lucky to have the musicians as well that have access, you know, to, to their own recording um, spaces. Uh, my bassist, we use his um, country, he has, actually has like a whole studio built in his house. It's insane. I'm very jealous. Um, <laughs> and his control is on sort of, uh, or his live room even is our um, rehearsal space as well. So he could just crack up with that. And then Ben Pike, who did the guitars and pedal steel, he's got a little setup himself. Um, and it was all just then sent off. All the drums were done in the studio. Luckily, we got in there before lockdown, but the rest of it was all sent off to my producer, who did it all at home as well. <laughs> That's awesome. Now, for like future releases, are you tempted to do this again? You know, work from home, or are you looking forward to getting back into a studio? I'm definitely looking forward to getting back in the studio. I'm actually um, researching them at the moment yeah. for the next steps. Um, we'll get this one out the way, like. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I'm I'm definitely excited to get back into a studio. But also, I think it's definitely opened up that it is possible to do a professional sounding record from home, yeah. and you know, not necessarily needing to put as much um, cost into a studio because it, it is pricey. It is really pricey to go and record in a studio, especially you know if you're doing it for a few days. It it does um it does sort of add up. But if you're able to have some home recording equipment or have some some of your uh, musicians that can record at home that can cut cost down a lot and for DIY artists it's a big positive yeah now you mentioned DIY artists that's what the next thing I was going to bring up in your initial email yeah. that you sent to me um asking for basically a review you know just to check out your music you actually mentioned you were a DIY artist now I love that term I, I love it it's I unique. do too it's great <laughs> Yeah. sums it up nicely it's like do it all myself I'm all on my own <laughs> it, it does I mean especially in the world of like independent music and independent artists and you know when you don't have these big labels behind your name you, know, you are basically a do-it-yourselfer yeah no totally like when you're I mean technically when you're looking at it from music and just standpoint when you're self-releasing you become the record label you become the publishers you become you know all the roles that booking agent when you're going booking your own gigs I'm quite lucky to sort of have um a handful of people around me like my partner Tammy she helps me with a lot of my sort of promo stuff and always helps me at gigs she's a very very good roadie she can't wait to carry another guitar case when we go back gigging <laughs> Um, and people like my producer as well, who are sort of in my corners, they're helping me develop some songs when we go in to record them or when we're sort of planning um, planning the next releases and stuff like that. And just friends as well that I can go to for advice where I can say, you know, what do you think of this? Or um, have you got any like spreadsheets which have got so contacts or any sort of, any sort of help, which is really nice. It's nice to have that community feeling. Yeah. Now, I can imagine there's been plenty of like late nights where there's been a gig that's extended a bit longer than you thought and Tammy's been there waiting, thinking, come on, are you not going to finish yet? Sound checks. Sound checks are the killer because they're so boring. <laughs> Even for me, they're boring. Now, going back in time, you know, what was it that actually drew you to like the country, Americana, alt-country scene? I love this question because I'd never really know how to answer it. It's... <laughs> It's not, I'm not like a lot of people sort of grew up with country in the house, their parents play country music, all that kind of thing. And that wasn't, 
that wasn't what I grew up with. I grew up with quite a bit of sort of classic rock. You're looking at sort of Queen, Meatloaf, um, ABBA. Yeah. You know, going into the pop, my, my dad was ABBA. And I think I got PTSD from ABBA now from hearing it so much <laughs> as a child. Yeah. Um, like, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> that kind of stuff. I've, I've grown up with a very eclectic sort of um, music taste. I've got French music as well because I'm half French, mum's French, and she put on like um, the sort of 80s records. Yeah. She was really cool with her perm. <laughs> she was saying, I used to dance to this. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> um, this is what we'll be saying in 30 years' time. Well. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and I think what got me into country music was, and I'm going to cringe so hard, but it was Hannah Montana. <laughs> no, I can I can see that. I mean, especially with Billy Ray. <laughs> well, that's the thing. It, it was that kind of gateway into finding Billy Ray Cyrus. I've got bright red now. <laughs> <laughs> Guilty pleasure. Hannah Montana was banging. All right, the songs were brilliant. Um, but hey, it was definitely a gateway to Billy Ray Cyrus. I, I got one of his CDs and I was like, oh, I like. I'm, I'm enjoying this. You know, the la- the stories, the layers, the instrumentation, like the banjos, mandolins, the acoustic guitars. And those sort of the riffage that you get with a bit of that southern rock kind of vibe, but I didn't know yeah. what it was at the time because I was like twelve. Um, <laughs> but it's it's I've always come back to that sort of um, that sort of genre, that sort of rootsy music. I've always connected with it, and I think it's because of the sort of the storytelling. But yeah, if in a nutshell, Hannah Montana. No, I can go with that. <laughs> I know there's there's no wrong with that. I mean, I'm 27 now, and. Hannah Montana growing up, especially with younger brothers and sisters, that's what was on TV. And that's how, when I look back at it, actually, (laughs) it's going to be my first influence. (laughs) You've started a rabbit hole now. They're like, oh my God, it was Hannah Montana. (laughs) That's what did it. (laughs) All right, that's um, that's now changed my life. It's, it's excusable because if you see the Hannah Montana movie, there's like Rascal Flats and stuff in it, and you can yeah you can redeem yourself a bit and be like, oh well, that's how I discovered Rascal Flats. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> that that that's my um that's my excuse as well. Whenever I'm watching, it, it's like, oh yeah, I know them, I know them. You know, I don't know them personally, obviously, but <laughs> I wish I did. Oh no. Yeah, Mike. Whenever, whenever I've been asked that question, it's always been like, "Oh yeah, because um, Dolly Parton and Kenny Rogers, you know, that's what was in the like pop charts. You know, it always used to cross over, and that's what I was brought yeah. up with." And but yeah, Hannah Montana. Oh my God, that you've just. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna live this down now. <laughs> I know. I just put that out there. Just like, yeah, there you go. Going... I'm so rock and roll. <laughs> Going from then, then. What was it that actually got you like songwriting and actually wanting to be a artist? Um, Rather than... like <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> I'm just gonna I'm just gonna clap myself. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I I think I got into songwriting purely by accident. Um, I'm started doing music when I was sort of playing piano when I was six um so quite young doing classical I was in private school um all classical kind of music stuff and then I actually quit music for a little while um when I was younger because I just had enough of how rigid um 
it all was, you know, you have to you must play it this way and you will like buff and all that kind of stuff. And I was like, yeah. mm, it's not for me. Um, too much of an outlaw, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Name drop for a um, song. But, oh, yeah, no, no, I'm too, too rare. I've got rock and roll of my soul. And, you know, I do appreciate classical music, of course. And, you know, it's the foundation of everything. But, yeah, when when you're sort of nine years old, it's, it's not what you want to be doing. Yeah, especially uh, when you listen to have on time. <laughs> 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 um, but then my parents, like, they're very, they've always nurtured and encouraged um, my music and sort of being creative and, and having those opportunities. And they found me a music teacher that was sort of more contemporary. Yeah. Uh, so we started doing keyboard, you know, to us. it's not piano really, it's yeah. keyboard. Um, and I started doing that and it's actually in that lesson doing the keyboards where I started to sing. Yeah. Never something I've done before. Um, and I think it was about, I think I must have been about 10 or 11 by this point. Um, and I was dead shy. I'm like, I wouldn't even speak. Um, and I was like whispering into this microphone, like refusing to speak. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but eventually my confidence sort of built up and through a lot of encouragement from my teachers and my parents, I got into guitar as well. Um, and then it sort of went on from there and started songwriting. Now go... So, <laughs> so then ne- take the next step through, you know, learning how to sing, learning how to play guitar and keyboard, to then actually gigging, you know, live. Mm-hmm. You know, what was that step like for you? You know, was it a dawn experience as a young Amelia? I think I've... In your Hannah I Montana think it was, it, was quite, it was quite a learning curve because, you know, sort of playing an instrument and performing are very different things yeah. and very different experiences. Um, but having had that encouragement, uh, my teachers, my, my piano teacher, my guitar teacher were sisters, and they were put on showcases with all their students. And that was the first time that I sort of got the opportunity to really perform and do a gig. Um, and I was quite, I was about 11, so I was quite young still. Um, but it introduced me to to that side of playing music, not just sort of playing it in, in your front room. You know, you're actually performing it to an audience who are then going to clap at the end and, and sort of mock you and say, oh, that was really great, you know. Yeah. Even though, you know, it's not all that great because you're 11 and you're playing, you know, the most basic <laughs> shit ever. Um, but, yeah, really encourage superstar, yeah. Um, you should go on X Factor, that kind of thing. Yeah, we've all um, had it. But that's what it, yeah, it introduced me to that and it's, I've always had stage fright. I've always been really nervous and really scared about sort of going on stage. And I mean, I shake like a leaf before I go and perform. Even now, I'm just like trembling. Yeah. Um, but with that practice and with that sort of that nurturing environment, I've really found a knack for it and found that I did really enjoy it once I settled, you know, in, into the, the stage environment. I actually really enjoyed it. And so I just sort of carried on and ended up deciding it's what I want to do in my life. Going up uh, before you actually go on like stage for a performance, then is there anything that you do to calm down the nerves or you know, like a ritual kind of thing? Shot of whiskey, shot of whiskey, <laughs> that's the best one. Oh, definitely take and have a bit of whiskey because it, it helps, it helps the vocal cords as well, you know, it just yeah. helps, you know, smooth everything out. It's, it's medicinal reasons, uh, <laughs> but it just sort of, yeah, having a plan. Having a plan is always something that's helped me. I think I've written um, a little bit about it in a blog I do for Bells and Gals. And just knowing, you know, what, whatever you can control. So what you're going to play, you know, what you're going to take with you, what you're going to wear, that kind of stuff. And, and having a set plan for that definitely helps me with my nerves and my anxiety. Um, because then 
you kind of you're able to visualize what's going to happen obviously when you get on stage and you're just in the middle of it you can't control everything some things are going to go wrong they always do i usually forget my words i yeah. mean it's my own song so but that's <laughs> i've just accepted that at this point <laughs> yeah um but yeah just generally just having a plan having a set list and a shot whiskey when you sound when you're actually up on the stage, then is there like when you're looking out to the fans and the crowd in front of you, is there regular faces that you normally see? Yeah, definitely. There's a, there's a few people in the country scene that are so massively supportive, and I so appreciate them. The people like um, Will Hope and Tony Mendez, um, they're just always there, and it's so great to see them at so many gigs. Like their dedication is unreal. I mean, I was when I wrote your review earlier. I thought, you know what, I'm gonna have a flick through everybody else's, you know, see who else has written a review. And first one I found was obviously Will Hopes, and his yeah. reviews are fantastic. Oh, they're brilliant! I, I love them. I love reading through them, even when you know they're not about me. I will read through them. <laughs> <ones. laughs> I'm not totally narcissistic, um, but no, he, write, he writes beautifully, and it's it's such a pleasure to have that um, that sort of support. Yeah. Is that a true dedication, you know, that true fan base? It is. They're, they're taking their time, you know, they're, they're investing their time into, when you're on a receiver, yeah, they're investing time into you as a person and as a performer. Yeah. And for someone to do that, you know, it's a massive honour because they don't have to. No one's, no one's making them. No one's saying, oh, you must do this. They're choosing to do that. And so that's a huge compliment. Now, going to, like, your newer days, so you got your first EP out which was wrote off was there was there any singles before wrote off or did you just go straight head first with an ep uh, i had a i had a couple of things sort of dotted around the end <laughs> of when i was in uni and sort of experimenting with my sound yeah um, and finding, finding my yourself. feet that was that was the first main record that sort of debuted me into the country scene yeah what was it like going from trying to find yourself then to then actually saying all right then i'm gonna sit down I'm going to write a write a few songs and then actually decide to put it out as an EP. It was quite comforting, actually, to sort of be like this. I found my place and I sort of I have an idea of these are my people and these these are who I'm going to, you know, sort of target with these releases and hope that they enjoy my music and pick it up. Um, so it was it was quite comforting in a way to find that place. But at the same time. Um, I'm always looking to sort of not just keep it in one little bubble. Like if you enjoy my music, fantastic. You don't have to be part of the country scene. You don't have to be, you know, yeah. a hardcore Americana fan. You know, if if you enjoy what you hear, amazing. You know? well, that's the great thing. I mean, that's the great thing with this genre as well. Country music is it can be spread across pretty much all of them. You know, you can have like country pop and country rap and, Definitely. you know, country rock. There's always going to be some it's form of like... It's the whole industry in itself, in a way. Yeah. Right? And I think that's the reason I was very drawn to it, as well as you have that flexibility as an artist. You don't have to sound one way. You can do several different things, and it can still be... Because as much as it'd be nice, you know, oh, no labels, you are going to have to have labels at some point to know, you know, where to put your music and where to funnel it through yeah. to and sort of have that flexibility is really... It's a really good feeling. I mean, to go... To carry on from that, you know, the point of the multiple genres, going into your mm-hmm. new EP, Firecracker, I mentioned it in my review, it's got that bluesy hint to it, uh, mixed with like a classic country, you know, that not the oldie-worldy Wild Wild West. I know, it's yeah. obviously, uh, some of your songs, it's based around, almost around that era, you know, like Outlaw, you know, it's, mm-hmm. 
it is like a wild wild west kind of theme yeah i'm using quotation marks for people that obviously can't see um (laughs) but yeah it's it's got that feel to it and the when i say like bluesy rhythm it's like when you go into your acoustic guitar and it's got that you know that that roll with it that rhythm and yeah I, i love it i love the whole mix and the way it's all gone together i just love it yeah, thank you. It's all that kind of the rootsy kind of. That's, that's why I like to use the term roots a lot. It's because it all stems from that kind of rootsy vibe yeah. and that rootsy music. You're looking at country as a cousin, blues as a cousin of rock and roll, you know, and, and um, they can all merge into one. They can all complement each other. And yeah, that's I enjoy doing that. <laughs> when you were writing your songs, you know, did you have like that kind of melodies in mind when you was preparing for it all? Where when I songwrite, I don't find that I go into it thinking right I'm going to write a song like this yeah. I just kind of it, it's so it sounds so sort of cliche to say and so stupid to say but it just kind of happens <laughs> um, but it yeah. does it, if, I, if it's a good song and I, I know I always know like when I write it if I'm going to enjoy it <laughs> my partner's just signing things at me if Tammy wants to say hi you know she can do. Oh, do you want to say hi? Yeah, I just wanted to say that when you did Outlaw, it was absolutely garbage. Oh, yeah, we didn't we didn't like Outlaw to start off with. Really? Yeah, Outlaw ne- nearly didn't make the cut because um, obviously I was doing, sort of doing it acoustically. I can't play all the uh, instruments in a band at once. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, yeah. I'm playing it like that. And we were like, oh, I don't know. I don't know if it's going to be that great. I don't know if it'll make the cut of the EP. But we gave it a go, um, and it's ended up being our favourite track. <laughs> You see, I think so. Sometimes, sometimes it builds up. Sometimes it just takes the, you know, the arrangement to to make it an amazing song. Um, but sometimes I do sort of think I'll be writing and I think, yeah, I don't know about this <laughs> one, and it generally won't won't make the cut of anything. Or I'll be writing it and it will just sort of happen so quickly. I'll be like, yeah, because you're really feeling it. I'm really invested in it, and I'm like, yeah, this is this is a good song. I like this one. Yeah. Do you have any songs in like the background waiting to be released that you thought, you know what, it just doesn't yeah. fit right now? I mean, I'm currently sort of looking at, at my next sort of release. Obviously, I'm, I'm only just bringing Firecracker out. And it's not even come out very yet. Exciting. Um, but I do like to plan ahead. I like my plans. I like my lists. Um, and I have been looking through my songs and thinking, right, what, what do I want to put out next? So there's a list. There's a long list. And it's not whittled down yet. <laughs> can't wait to see. I really can't. <laughs> Going back to the... You're all right, you've heard Firecracker. You're like, right, what's next? Everyone else is just like... Oh. <laughs> that's the thing, though. This is That's the positives and negatives of writing reviews. Is Yes, it's great we can hear some of the music just before it's released, but then it's like, I want everybody else to see it. I want everybody else to hear it. I want everybody else to feel the same way I, I do. I feel like that, too. <laughs> I totally get that feeling. Like, as soon as it was massive, I was like, I want to release it right now. <laughs> I want, you just want the world to hear it. I mean... If yeah, because usually probably you've worked on something for so long and you're like, this is my baby. I want to show it off to everyone. Exactly. But you've got to have that, that process and get the hype built in and, you know, give people a date to look forward to. 24th of July. 24th of <laughs> July, everybody. Make sure it's in your calendars. Can you actually pre-order the EP or is it just when it's released? It's just been, um, it's had delays on like CD Baby because that's, that's what I use for my um, digital distribution and it's yeah. just gone through uh, to all the platforms that it's going to be available from. So hopefully 
very very soon i will have a pre-save link and as soon as i do that will be going everywhere on my socials well as soon as you got a pre-save link i'll add that straight to the review because i can edit it and i can add it in and i'll share it share it share it perfect well thank you very much (laughs) going back to like the songwriting and the whole process are you a pen and paper kind of gal or you a notes in the phone uh, if I'm out and about and I don't have a pen and paper or notes on the phone or Tabby's laughing at me because so many times she's come into a room and I'm sort of holding my phone right up to my face and whispering lyrics into it. Have you ever done it I'll, late at night? I'll come down and she'll be looking at me she's like, where did you disappear off to? I'm like, writing. <laughs> writing a song. Um, but generally when I sort of sit down to write a song, then I've got my, my uh, song book and it's pen and paper for me. And my, my handwriting is totally illegible. <laughs> Where's the like the most randomest place you've ever written a song? Like location or on? Both. <laughs> um, I used to work as a waitress and I've written a few lyrics on like the um, the notepads that you take all the orders down on. Oh, yeah. Um, or on the back of a receipt paper at work in Sainsbury's. <laughs> That's definitely happened before. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's just like those sort of places where you just, you, something's coming to you and I'm like, I must not forget this. Please, yeah, please, please. Work please tell me that you've still got these. <laughs> you've still got them all. Like your notes and... Yeah, you know well, I had a massive clear out and I think I got rid of the majority of them because no. I had so many scraps of paper with just random lyrics that I never even used. Like they just, they just weren't good, but they were there and I had to put them down on something. Um... But yeah, I had, literally had a folder like two inches thick see, of just scraps of paper. See, you've ruined it now for all your fans in the future. You know, when you become as big as Dolly Parton, there's gonna, they're all going to be looking, <laughs> you know, what did she used to write on? I'm Same sure there'll be some more. <laughs> I'm sure there'll be some more random bits lying around somewhere. <laughs> you have to make it like a mission to find the most randomest place to write a song location, take an and Instagram there, video right. and then like, yep, just writing a song. Yeah. There's a challenge. There is a good challenge. <laughs> now, what's it been like then, stuck indoors, not being able to go anywhere, you know, visit family? And I know everyone's asked this question, and it's that typical COVID-19 question, but, you know, how has it been for you? You know, <laughs> I love that. That's too me. Um, to be fair, I've, with all the sort of doing the UP and lockdown and getting it all recorded, getting it all sorted, I've been so busy <laughs> and I felt like I just haven't stopped. I've, I got furloughed from work. I worked for, um, for an app and I got furloughed from that. So I've literally just been doing music totally full time yeah. uh, for months. And it's been, it's been wonderful. You know, it's been lovely to be able to focus on that because it's not something I've been able to sort of ever do before. Um, so it's been lo- lovely to do that, but it's been just mental. That, that's, that's a crazy thing. Mental. I mean, I found that as well. I mean, yeah, I thought like, I'd be bored. I was so wrong. <laughs> I was so very wrong. I mean, I work for an en- I work as an engineer, and I brought loads of work yeah. home. You know, I brought a computer home so I can practice drawing on CAD, and I've not used it. I've been doing my podcast. <laughs> I've been doing reviews. I've been doing. That's cool. Like, it's a fun thing to do, though. I mean, I can't believe it's been what 105, 110 days now since the start of it all. It's... Where's it gone? Where's the year gone? Well, I can't wait till the year's over. The first time I've ever wanted a year just to go. Apart after the twenty fourth of July. 
after the 25th. If it could stay on the 25th forever, then that'd be brilliant. Yeah, it'd be perfect, you know. (laughs) What's it been like then actually doing the the whole promo and the whole social media and the whole sending it to reviewers, you know, because obviously you've done it all yourself as a DIYer. You know, what's it been like? Has it been difficult? It's been, it's, it's quite a lot of hours to put in. I think the biggest sort of struggle with it normally when I'm sort of at my job and gigging or touring or doing whatever else is that it's a lot of hours that just need to go into this admin work. Yeah. Um, I do enjoy sort of creating the promo stuff, like all, all the um, artwork and the videos and that kind of thing. Um, but the emails and that, they just take a long time to do. Yeah. Um, so I'm a little bit thankful in a way that I have been off and I have had that time to be able to do that and, and sort of do it properly and really cover all my bases and um, and do it myself because yeah it's, a, it's, just, it's just time consuming but it's great it's it's the results are, are brilliant especially when I get invited on podcasts like this see that's that's what it's all about <laughs> what happened there <laughs> she, she tried to <laughs> Tommy tried to run out of the room. She sat with me and she had a sneeze coming on, but she didn't quite make it. <laughs> oh, and the dog's coming. <laughs> oh, it's all kicking off. <laughs> yeah. Um... Rabbit, want to do anything? Do you want to do anything, Hank? Any noise? No? Okay. You see, just uh, for everybody out there, just before we actually start a podcast, what I tend to do is I just give like a pre-warning because I've got a dog and he tends to bark at everybody that knocks on the door, per se, passes through the door, anything. Just Mine eats, mine eats my letters <laughs> if they come move to somewhere that doesn't have the letterbox in the door. Yeah. But she used to eat my letters. You should get one of those came... cage things that go over the... I was considering it because you'd get bank statements with just holes all <laughs> You get a new debit oh. card and it's already tired yeah it's kind of chewed up it's like oh okay then <laughs> i guess i'm not spending any money then the amount of, <laughs> amount of cards i've had to throw away in the past because of it's a good way of making savings though i mean because you can't spend your money until apple <laughs> music comes out <laughs> going now from you've obviously got your release on the 24th have you got any like virtual tours or anything lined up after the fact you know to promote the music I've got. I've actually got my first two real life gigs since you know shit hit the fan, um, yeah. and they are one of them is a garden gig, uh, which is sort of Westview Live. They're running spaced out garden sessions, mm-hmm. and uh, one of them is at the Pendlebury Social Club. I think I've said that right. Um, on the twenty third of August, and I believe there are still tickets available to that. Awesome. But live stream wise, on the twenty fourth is a launch virtual EP launch gig thing live stream. Awesome. You're excited. I am very excited. I'm trying to make it a little bit different as well and not just have me singing at people for an hour and a half. Yeah. Um because as as, as great as that is, I get lonely when I'm on my own. So I've invited everyone that's been involved uh, with creating the EP to come on and have a chat and that way um they can get their credit, they can get their fair share of credit and people can put faces to the names on the back of the CD. That's awesome. That, are you doing like a, like a, um, a Zoom call or like a joint? It'll, so be on, um, it'll be streamed on Facebook and Instagram and I'm using StreamYard so everyone can get on the screens and have a chat and see and hear each other. Awesome. So everybody check that out. 
that's gonna be exciting. Yeah. I, I yeah, mean, be interesting. You mentioned like nerves early and that like, stage fright. You know, yeah. I can't imagine what it'd be like, just especially on release day as well, on the twenty fourth, to then not say only here's my music, please buy it, but here's my music, please buy it, and I'm actually performing it as well. Enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> it's like overload of me. <laughs> what a great day. That's how it um, should be. No, it's, it's, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. And I just thought just something to celebrate and sort of, sort of lift the mood a bit and not just plunk out on, um, on the digital distribution and on CDs and be like, oh, that's that. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, one thing I haven't mentioned yet, well, I mentioned it at the start, is you're from Leeds. I live in, I'm not from Leeds. I hate to disappoint, but I'm not from here technically. Yeah, but I've lived Leeds here now? for a few years. Uh, well, <laughs> sure. Sure. <laughs> Just outside of Leeds. Um, Just moved to somewhere called Thornhill. Thornhill? That's towards, um, yeah, I'll, it's towards uh, Bradford Way, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, Dewsbury sort of way. Yeah. yeah. What, where did you used to live before Leeds, Thornhill Way? Um, so city centre when I was at uni so that was I've always I've grown up in the countryside and we've come back to the countryside now which is really nice um but going away to uni was my first time living in a city so that was an experience I mean that that's the that's the one thing I've, ne- that's the one thing I've <laughs> never really done is gone to uni so that must what was that experience like for you you know going to so obviously going from a levels is very difficult because it's you know, you're still in the classroom you've still got all those lectures yeah. but then university is more like your you know here's freedom yeah freedom <laughs> that's pretty much what it is uh, i mean i'm i'll admit it i'm a massive nerd <laughs> so i had you know really good attendance i love my lectures but in all fairness i was studying things that i really enjoyed as well like audio production and then i did a, a postgraduate at leeds university um yeah. doing music business sort of get a bit more clued up and because that's when I decided I really wanted to to go for music and be a an artist as a career um so I thought I'd give myself a bit of backing and, and know what I'm on about yeah um so it was it was a really good experience and the knowledge that I gained from those courses it was just brilliant and the tutors were amazing they, the guidance that they gave me was really valuable um and it still sort of informs my decisions today uh, so I, yeah is anything you change? Um, do you know what? I'm I'm one of those people that like as much as yeah, there were some bits that could have been better, or some bits that I could have done without. Um, at the end of the day, it got me to where I am now. Yeah. Uh, it got me the songs that I've written. It's got me the experience that I had. So no, I wouldn't change anything. That's awesome. That's how it should be. Yeah, <laughs> I love that little. Make me who I am. <laughs> she's looking at me just like you smooth bastard <laughs> <She girl. laughs> that's bonus points that's brownie points for later oh i know <laughs> so who's who's like the alpha out of you and tammy then you know who's the boss around the house <laughs> oh depends. it depends <laughs> i think we're both quite the characters um, we're both pretty alpha, so we do we do clash sometimes, um, but we always laugh about it later. And we always kiss and bake up, and we're both very very supportive of each other. She's a PT, um, so she's and she's smashing the life out of it. She's um, going back to the gym. So excited to go back to the gym. 
and she's going to do amazingly and she's always at every gig yeah that that's awesome that that's that's what you need in a partner yeah that, that's Support. perfect a roadie a roadie to carry my guitar cases it's perfect <laughs> free labor yeah she's my roadie my bouncer <laughs> My number one fan. <laughs> if there's a, if there's a whoop in the crowd, I know it's Tammy. <laughs> one of the reasons one of the reasons why I mentioned like the live streams earlier is after we actually finish talking on here, I'm actually going to go on an Instagram live before I actually publish this episode, and so I can actually talk about this now. Actually, I'm going yeah. to start doing some live streams, um, it's like virtual yeah. tours for artists. So if you're ever interested, you know, I'm happy to. Have you on Definitely. the Instagram? Oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah, the, the way I'm going to work it is it's going to be like the Instagram live split screen. So mm-hmm. sing one of your songs. We'll talk about the song, you know, backwards and forwards yeah. kind of thing. I love things that, and I love live streams as well because when you're, yeah, when you're on a stage and when you're at an actual gig, you can sort of go meet and greet the people afterwards, the audience and, you know, your fans. But on a live stream, you're literally talking to them in real time. And that's one of the things I do actually really enjoy about it is I can really interact with them, um, with my fans and have a good chat. And yeah, it just it seems just a little bit more intimate, and a little bit more personal. Do you ever find that when you're actually performing, you'll see comments come up and it just completely distracts you, throws you completely yeah. off? <laughs> so many times. So I'm, I try not to read them now because I, do, I can't read and do anything else at the same time, let alone sing. Um, I'm surprised I haven't just started seeing like what the comment says or something at one point. So I'll just stop reading them and then go and scroll through afterwards. But it, it is very funny. I just I just hope I haven't let the cat out of the bag now. You know, with everybody else going, oh, let's post random comments and post random song lyrics to something <laughs> completely different. I'm just gonna have some really random shit coming into my comments. What you need to do? <laughs> Mostly from Tammy. <laughs> let's be honest. Your next live stream, you need to perform Hannah Montana. I'm, do you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I will, I, I'm, I will dedicate it to you. That'd be brilliant. I'm gonna do it. You see, normally people request like you know Tennessee whiskey and Jolene and you know all the all the greats, but yeah, we want Hannah Montana, best of both worlds. Yeah, <laughs> the best of both worlds. Brilliant song. I mean, yeah, iconic. The musicianship is just incredible gives me goosebumps it, it just sums up disney the whole disney channel really growing up in that. <laughs> if you ever like if you ever had to explain what disney was to someone and they really didn't know just play the best of both worlds and be like that is disney yeah that cheerful kiddie greatness <laughs> <laughs> i'm saying this is a 27 year old man oh my god <laughs> It's so innocent. We were all so innocent. <laughs> what did we become? Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> going to, uh, going back to like uni then. What was it yes. like? Did you have any like performances? You know, did you ever play? You know, around like busking around Leeds or pay, uh, playing any of the bus- pubs? That's one thing I've never done is I've never busked. Um, I've done my. I, I, the reason I don't busk and I don't really like doing it is one I like being warm. <laughs> don't um, we all? <laughs> And um, I used to be a restaurant singer and do those kind of club gigs and that kind of thing. And I just feel like I've been there, I've done it, and 
I just want to take a bit more time on focusing on my career as an artist rather than trying to go out and, and sort of do covers and that. And it works for a lot of people. That's brilliant. And I really, I've mad respect for yeah. people that can be an original artist and a covers artist and do it all. I think that's amazing. But for me personally, I really struggle with it. Being a restaurant singer, being a restaurant singer, did you have people come up requesting music all the time? They'd either make requests or they'd just sort of give me dirty looks. So I was singing <laughs> over the conversation. I'm trying to um, make it. Yeah. <laughs> it's quite, it's it's quite disheartening. Like when you get used to, I think I wouldn't be able to go back to it either because when you get used to sort of being in an environment where the fans are so dedicated and they really listen and hang on to your songs and really sort of listen to the lyrics and, and, you know, really the story and everything. And then going back to sort of, oh, you're just going to sing in the corner of like a, a little bar or something yeah. while everyone does whatever they're doing. It's a bit disheartening. <laughs> and I think I just get to the <laughs> I don't blame you. It's, it's a bizarre thing, you know, to, it's almost like you're promoting your way through. So obviously, yeah. for you, towards the bottom will be you know performing in the lounge, you know, in front of your aunts and uncles and mums and dads, and yeah, to then go to restaurant <laughs> to now being where you are now, and you've done fantastic. To say you're doing Thank it yourself, you know, you've done a brilliant job so far. Thanks very much. Fingers crossed it will carry on. <laughs> Might need to get a bit of help though at some point. <laughs> Have you got anything in mind regarding like help management wise or social media wise? I'm open to it. <laughs> so if anybody's if any, listening. If anyone has any ideas or any offers, you know, give me a shout. If anybody's <laughs> listening and you're cheap enough. <laughs> that's that's always seems to be like a big <laughs> factor in everything. You know, price, you know, if it's cheap, fantastic. Mm. I'll go for it. I mean, I've done it, you know. Yeah, it's, it's, I think it's because of when you're sort of doing it all yourself and, and you're not signed and you haven't got the massive financial backing, like publicists and PR and stuff like that, it is very expensive. Yeah. Um, and you don't like, obviously a lot of the time when they're the good ones, they really, they know what they're doing and it will do something and it will be beneficial. But for something that's not totally guaranteed, if you haven't got that money to burn, then it is worth just sort of learning and doing it yourself. And when you learn as well, it is, you get that knowledge in, you can use that all the time. Yeah. And that's not something you're going to lose if you just kind of hand it off to someone else. That's great. And if that works for you, perfect. But I do feel if you don't educate yourself at least a little bit, you're missing out. Yeah, no, I totally get that. I mean, with doing this, I've had to learn so much, you know, social media wise. I mean, I don't know how you lot do it. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, <laughs> all the time as well. I mean, like 100 hours screen time a day. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you loved it when like, I, I, I don't know if you've got an iPhone or not, but with iPhones, we've got the screen time app where it tells you how long you've been on certain like apps. Oh and for God. me... I used to have one and I would not want to know what it is. <laughs> it's horrible. It's it's like, oh my God, I'm really spending that long on Twitter and Instagram. It's, <laughs> where's my life going? But then you realize, you look back at what you've done. It's like, oh yeah, I was actually promoting that. I was promoting that. I was promoting that. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of time. It's not time consuming again. It's just putting the hours in uh, but it, it is all worth it at the end of the day especially when you put in something out like firecracker and all these people are so excited and you get all this feedback and they're like oh my god can't wait and it's it just makes it worth it it's very rewarding that's what it's about that self-reward as well you know feeling great about something because you should you know you yeah, should feel going out and just going, 
I'm a badass. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you certainly are a badass. <laughs> Not if you knew me for real. <laughs> Not after you've listened to this. <laughs> if you listen to that, if you listen, I'm a badass on firecracker. In real life, I'm just like the total opposite. <laughs> no, real life, you're down to earth, and that's what matters. Well, that's good. <laughs> Going towards like your studio, then you know, at home, the equipment you've got. What was it like actually mm-hmm. going from uni to then setting up shop at home, really, to make sure you can put down the vocals? You know, what was it like actually looking for the right microphones and the right systems to use? And I think it was obviously because you're going to be putting quite a bit of money into it because it does cost a lot. Yeah. Uh, all this kind of kit, and it's for me, I've built it up over a while. Um, because there's no way you can just go out and be like, right, I'll buy a whole studio, please. Uh, <laughs> Flat pack for my IKEA. <laughs> That's what I made on it. Um, it's yeah, it's taken time to sort of build everything up, but I think the benefit of, of doing sort of production in, in uni and that was like I got to play with a lot of different types of like microphone, a lot of different types of desk, a lot of kit um that I wouldn't necessarily be able to otherwise and and get my favorites down. So my go-to um microphone for pretty much everything is the C414 yeah. standard studio mic. Every studio's got one or several. Um so I ended up getting saving up and getting one myself and that's what I feel like my voice sounds best through. Um and it works on guitar and it works on, you know, pretty well everything. I mean, so. the main reason why I wanted to ask that was because your actual EP, Firecracker, it just sounds so, it sounds like you was in a pr- proper studio. You know, it sounds like you was in a professional environment, not just it in does. your home. I think that's a huge credit to my producer, Arjun. Like, he's yeah. just so on it. Like, vibe-wise, he gets what I'm trying to do. He gets my vision. He sort of gets my ideas. Um, and he's so easy to work with because we're on that same sort of wavelength. Uh, he did my first EP as well. Yeah. And, and the Mistake single, um, he did that too. But those were done in the studio. But this this sort of being done at home, I think it was slightly more challenging, but I, I'm just really, I'm so proud of what he's done because I've just sort of kind of handed it all off to him. It's, it's all been recorded at home. You know, the guitar wasn't recorded through an amp. It was just a DI dry signal and like, yeah. do something with it to make it sound cool. <laughs> Um, and he really has. He he really went down on it and made it sound incredible. So that's fantastic. I mean, it must it must help having him. Obviously, with previous music, it must have been so much easier for him to know where you're coming from because he knows you personally. Yeah, definitely. You know, because I think that's that's why I like sort of find people I click with and sort of stick stick with those people. Have you know some? There's obviously there's a sort of the actual loyalty and and that kind of thing. Um, but when you click with someone, when you're on the same wavelength, sort of creatively, it's just so easy to work with them. And like, why why wouldn't you go back to that? Why wouldn't you sort of exactly. make it as easy as possible for yourself? <laughs> well, that's it. There's always that saying, you know, don't broke what isn't, don't fix whatever isn't broken. You know, it's yeah, definitely. It's, it's and when you dedicate to someone as well, and, and you're loyal to them, and that, then um, you build a relationship yeah. with them, and you build sort of that sort of rapport and it's just nice it ends up being a friendship and it ends up sort of you get a close and it's like a family coming yeah. back together that's what that's what it is you know that that whole family and you know you're all there for each other because end of the day they won't make money if you don't make money you know it's all yeah swings and roundabouts and it's it's 
take a chance on someone like it goes both ways you can take a chance on a musician and say right well you know I'm, I'm gonna do this for you or they'll take a chance on you and it's a two-way street kind of thing and you know if, if you're there for them they'll be there for you oh that's how it should oh that's awesome that's brilliant <laughs> that's why I, that's why i believe it like there's so many instances especially where i used to be in a rock band and especially in the, in the rock scene uh, i don't know if it's still like this now like but it definitely used to be such a competition yeah and i don't get that i do not get that even with me and other artists like i will build other artists up they'll and they'll build me up and it's that two-way relationship there's no competition about it someone's not gonna go oh i'm a fan of this person and therefore will not be a fan of this person yeah no exactly. they just want to listen to good music if they like what you're doing they're gonna listen to it if they don't they're not and yeah. that's okay exactly i mean it's the same you know from this you know point of view as well you know i've got to stay as impartial as i can you know i'm not gonna say all right i love you more than i love you you know it's it's mm. pointless it's just gonna push people down it's not it's gonna ruin people yeah. In the long run. Don't tread on people to get your own successes. I, I don't believe in that. And I do believe if you do that, you're not going to get where you want to be. Yeah. Because yep. someone is, is eventually going to see that and they're going to go, no. Yeah. You're a big believer in karma. I do. <laughs> Good girl. Yeah. I, I believe in karma as well. You know, I believe whatever comes around, you know, whatever you do upon someone someone's going to do upon you. So if you do good upon yeah. people, people are going to do good upon you. You know, it's like, like you say, you know, two way street. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Now going on from that, I want to now talk about your album art. Yes. I love it. <laughs> as simp- as simplistic you. as it is, it's great. Well, massive credits to Tammy because she took the photo on a mobile phone in our bedroom in front of a sheet. Really? And she got the firecracker in my hand as well. She ironed the sheet. She ironed the sheet. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it was because it was after lock. We did a whole photo shoot, um, but it just didn't suit. It didn't go with it. It wasn't saying enough. It wasn't sort of reflecting the record enough. And so I've got another idea in my head. Um, and I said, oh, will you help me do this? Because we were at lockdown. We can hire a photographer. We can go anywhere to do it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we ended up just doing a sort of mini shoot in the bedroom at home <laughs> in front of a bed sheet. Um, and that's where the album came from. And it's just fantastic. That's brilliant. That's, it's, I, I just love how simplistic but so effective yeah. it is. You know, it, it says it all. I mean, I mean, I mean. You see that Tammy, you need to not do what you do at the moment. You need to be more into photography and working more. I've told, into her, that I've told her she she helps me with so much of my sort of design just, and stuff. I think it's the whole education thing again. Like, do I do I have to go for education yeah. to do all that again? No, no just... you've got an eye for that. No. Like my my videos and stuff. The, the oh. one I put out recently, she. Had the idea, but I was so stuck with it because I just don't have any sort of eye for that. I'm really bad at design. And she was like, "No, do this with it. Do this with it." And it just ended up looking amazing. So I was like, "Oh, you should be like some sort of graphic designer or design promo for people." Well, do it <laughs> online course. Exactly. That's that's what everybody's been doing at the moment, especially being stuck in doors. It's the online courses. It's it's perfect time to do it. Stuff. I would want to be a DJ. Yeah, Tommy just trying to be. She downloaded some DJ software. For about five minutes. <laughs> it went really well. <laughs> oh. 
funny. <laughs> I can't stop laughing. My jaw's hurting. It really is. <laughs> this podcast is going to be great because it's going to be like five minutes. <laughs> it's going to be five minutes of just us laughing. A little sample, just every clip of the hysterical laughing. It's good for you, that's why. It's good for you. So one of the other things I said before that we actually started the podcast as well is I usually describe this as like a 60-40 kind of thing. 60% music, 40% everything else. Now, we've probably spoke about 80% music. Now, one of the questions I want to ask is like I usually ask this towards the end of the podcast, but I want to ask it now. It's like two debatish questions, and I don't know if you've seen Linda Conway ask this on on Twitter or anything, but we like to talk about pizza, and we also like to talk about pineapple and pizza. What are your thoughts on oh. pineapple? Um. That's a, that's that's. A, that's such a good question. <laughs> Do you know what? I think I've only ever had it once. Yeah. And it wasn't disgusting, but I wouldn't choose to eat it. You see, that's a valid a answer. Medicine. That is totally valid answer. It's not vile. It's, it's edible, but it's not my first choice. I mean, don't get me wrong. I like a ham and pineapple pizza or, you know, pineapple on pizza, but... I'd rather go for something else, you know, for a priority. Yeah. Like if it was the last thing in the earth to eat, or like when you're at a party and you're really hungry and it's like the last slice of pizza. Yeah. Then you're like, go and on. it's usually really cold by then as well, so oh, it just always. makes it slightly worse. Then you're like, uh, yeah, all right then. <laughs> but if there's any other option. <laughs> What's your go-to then pizza then? Um, I do like a veggie pizza. If we're talking Domino's, I'll go for like the veggie supreme. Ooh. Yeah. Can't beat a... You say I like the meatballs there. I like the meatballs on their pizzas. I don't, I don't know. I'm a bit funny about meat on pizza. I generally have like ham if it's meat on a pizza. But if we're going posh, then there's like Pizza Express, what is it? Like the Four Seasons or something like that. A bit of artichoke on there, a bit of black olive. Ooh, that is tasty. That's, that's actually rather fascinating because black olives, I love it on pizza, but I'll never eat a tray of olives. I never, I used to hate them. I used to absolutely hate them with a passion. Um, now I love them. Yeah. How tasty. Still don't like tomatoes though. Or cucumber. You don't like tomatoes? What about like tomato, the tomato paste on like a pizza? We'll... That I'm all right. Any, any sort of cooked tomato, if it's in something, it's okay. But just a tomato on its own not a fan no fair enough i mean it's a, it's like me the opposite way around with olives you know i just can't stand yeah it's just, it's just uh, nah. <laughs> <laughs> nah. no is it like the texture or the taste both it's both it's the texture and taste both. <laughs> oh no I'm getting, people taking me out of me i don't like it it's like I've picked it up really bad. I've got family in London and I went to stay with them when I was recording um, the drums for Firecracker and I turned up at my cousin's house and she was like, can we just talk about your accent? And I was like, is can it we just bad? talk? She just looked at me and she went, fuck. I was like, well. Oh, that's brilliant. <clears throat> I thought it was the greatest city in the world, but 
you see, it's bizarre for me now because originally, originally I'm from West Bromwich. Originally I'm from West Bromwich, and all my family talk in a Brummie accent. But when me and my family moved up north to Wakefield and Leeds, talking, (laughs) see, I'm just. If you listen, if you you listen back to this, you'll notice that you say, "Sir." Oh no, I do. It's it's terrible. See, I I didn't take the mic out of you. You see, the thing is, though, I'm now thinking about my accent, so it's going to come out even thicker. (laughs) And the worst thing as well, since I moved to York, every time I say the word all, it's now, I take away the H. All with an H. All. Oh, no, all with an H. All with an H. Oh, my. It's great whenever I'm talking to somebody from, like, America... And I've got to apologise beforehand. <laughs> I'm sorry about my accent. I'm sorry I talk too quick. I'm sorry. I'm just sorry. <laughs> just sorry. Just sorry. I, I was on the live stream with two um, two singers from Nashville, and I found myself go really posh to try and sort of compensate for the accent that I've just picked up, um, and trying to sort of make myself understood. No, that's that's what. <laughs> Bad enough that British humoured. Doesn't doesn't really go down too well. That, British is the best though. It's just so dry. Oh, it really is. I love it. I mean, I, it's pure sarcasm. That's that's the way to get me. Sarcasm. I mean, I like to watch um, Drag Race, um, RuPaul's Drag Race, <laughs> and I love the British version. I don't know if you've watched it, but the British version is just so dry. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you need to. It was on um, BBC, uh, BBC iPlay, I think it was, and it's just yeah, so crude. <laughs> I, I, I love I love the proper crude dry humor. It, just, <laughs> it tickles it tickles me. But I've got a, a very important question for you. Oh, go on. Question. Um, when someone mentions Barnsley, what is the appropriate reaction? I, I usually just either turn away in disgust or. <laughs> That is a good option, but there is also shouting right back at them as close as you can humanly get. Barnsley! Barnsley from Tarn! <laughs> Turn away and discuss will any points too. Yes. <laughs> See, this is now an educational podcast for everybody out there, not just a, uh, a chat. We teach people how to say Barnsley. Barnsley. <laughs> Even us down south doesn't really do it. <laughs> exactly. What's it like then going from down south to up north? You know, is can you see massive differences between the two? Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, it's a lot cheaper. That's, that's <laughs> the best thing. So much cheaper. Um, I did struggle to understand people for a little bit. <laughs> really? And then I picked up the accent, and then it was all right. And then um, it's like you just walk into a motherland. <laughs> Um, like, <laughs> people were talking to me I was looking at it just like no idea what you're saying it's worse when you're at work and like just... this old bloke comes in and he's just talking at you and I'm like nope no idea going straight over <laughs> someone else can deal with this one I don't know what he's saying um, but yeah just people are nice like, especially like... if you've been around London like my god got London and my like, oh I miss home <laughs> see I love London I mean obviously being a northerner Whenever I go to London, mm. it's like a special occasion. So when you get yeah. onto the tube and when you go around, you visit the sites as you usually do. It, I love the hustle and bustle. I love how fast it is. 
I love them. My fa- I think my favourite thing about visiting London, especially sort of gigging there and that, is um, Tammy trying to make friends on the tube. <laughs> <laughs> she, That's the worst thing you could do. The only people, the only people that smiled back at her were Australian. <laughs> it says it all. Uh, yeah, I think that's my favourite thing. She's just going on, but on a mission, saying, right, I'm going to see how many people I can smile at and get a smile back from. I'm sure there was a post on Facebook ages ago, for some comedy site that were taking the mick out of Northerners trying to make friends with Southerners. <laughs> I'm sure there was. Southerners are kind of going, why are you talking to me? <laughs> <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> it's like, oh, I don't want your tea. <laughs> see, that's one of the reasons why I wanted to start this podcast as well, is to promote the North, you know, get artists up here. We need more artists up yeah. here. Definitely, especially sort of Leeds way and that. I mean, that's why I started um, my gig promotions company, Whiskey Kisses, Yep, was to get, add sort of get Leeds on that tour circuit and get people coming through Leeds as well, because there's such a vibrant music scene in Leeds. I feel like it deserves to, to have some country music in it, a bit more prominent. Um, and it deserves to be a stop because there are a lot of fans that come to the lead shows. Yeah. And a lot of people, especially the first couple, they sort of came up to me and said, oh, my God, thank you so much for doing this. Um, because we always have to go out to like Manchester or, or Liverpool or Newcastle. And it is a trek. Um, yeah. that, was, that was sort of my reasoning behind starting that. And it's, it's gone pretty well. You see, they, these were going to be my next. These were going to be my next questions, you know, regarding whiskey. Yeah. So you've you've jumped the gun. It's brilliant. You just read my mind already. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> so, when did you actually start Whiskey Kisses? So I started it about a year ago. Now, I think is it a year ago? This month, this month August. Some point this month. It's either this month or August, but it would have been roughly a year. Um, and we started with a, a writer's round because I want to, obviously we sort of get the, the country fans that come in and they know about writer's rounds and they know how they work, but we've yeah. had um, some non-country scene people who've come in and they've never seen a writer's round or know what it is. And they've always come away saying what an amazing experience it is to be able to be in a more relaxed environment and really listen to the songs and the lyrics and get those stories as well. Yeah. Because at normal gigs, you can have the bit of chat in between songs and occasionally you'll get a bit of a um, insight into why the song was written or what's about. Um, but songwriter circles are made for that reason. And it is, if you're not, if you've never heard of it or you're not used to it, it is quite exciting. Yeah. I bet, I bet it's been annoying. Obviously, obviously we've all been locked down and you've not been able to promote it as much. You know, have you got like an idea when you're going to start really amping that up again? I don't know because it all depends on, um, you know, obviously what we're allowed to do. Yeah. I, I don't have access to an outdoor space at the moment, so I can't even really do anything outdoors right now. Um, Santiago Bar hasn't, which is where I run from, hasn't um, opened yet either. They're still sort of preparing and, and getting their stuff together. They nearly didn't open again. Yeah. Um, they had to do sort of a fundraiser and that was was a little bit heartbreaking to be honest because they're such a good venue and they're, they're so kind for putting up with me and my crazy <laughs> request like i need five microphones <laughs> like, five all stools. Once, like yeah <laughs> um all of our stools from downstairs um but yeah so it, it all sort of depends on, on what we're allowed to do and how quickly that all goes but in all honesty i don't think we'll be seeing much until at the very end of the year or next year. Oh, that's, 
I know there's been um, there's been a lot, especially from the government now, talking about you know funding towards the arts and you know mm, investing violent. a bit more money back in. I mean, yes, it's late, but better late than mm. never. But is it enough? You know, there's just still so many questions and so many people are still suffering. It's uncertainty, isn't it? It's- yeah almost makes it you know you get the financial side and you and you sort of get that it's it's devastating people losing their jobs but it's that uncertainty as well that just is the cherry on top in a way yeah that, <laughs> and it's that, a, such a blur to just not know that that was the hardest thing you know especially at the start of all this was mm-hmm. the fact that nobody knew we didn't know if we should go to yeah. work we didn't know if we should stay at home we didn't know if it was safe to go out you know it's there's so many <laughs> so many memes of yeah. Boris Johnson and so many songs now where people do that <laughs> voiceover things. At least at least one thing we've seen is that there are a lot of creative people out there. That's what it's about. <laughs> and when they have TikTok. a lot of time in their hands, there's some absolute comedy gold. <laughs> have you have you been addicted to this TikTok craze then? I did <laughs> <laughs> for a couple of weeks there, yeah. We kind of um Went a bit mad with it and did a few mainly on Tammy's account. Lots <laughs> 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 of shenanigans. Um, it kind of wore off after a bit. I think the novelty wore off, but it, yeah, <laughs> we had a couple of weeks of I'm have to try messing and around. Them. And oh, there was there was an in- <laughs> I don't know if I can talk about it. Can this be edited in case I can't talk about this? Yeah. It's very funny though. Um, there was an instance which was not TikTok related, but it was. Um, boredom and stupidity related. <laughs> Tammy, bless her, um, was trying to lighten the mood. Yeah. And lightening the mood ended up with a rather large circular bruise on her forehead. <laughs> because she tried to be a unicorn. Ah. 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 Need I say more? <laughs> I think people can gather... That is that is funny. The bruise lasted two weeks. Two weeks. I couldn't look at her for two weeks. Just with the image of. I just kept crying and laughed every time I looked at her. <laughs> you must be. And she had to, yeah, she had to appear to some clients on video call. <laughs> at least it wasn't super glued on. It's... At least it wasn't super glued. <laughs> But yeah, so don't be a unicorn, kids. <laughs> yeah, kids. Um, as a PSA, do not attach certain objects to your forehead as they may bruise. <laughs> Even if it looks like a good idea. <laughs> it was very funny. I mean, it, it achieved enlightening the mood. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm crying. Oh, I'm crying. I'm doing a live stream after this. I'll send you a picture. We'll send you a picture. Brilliant. Oh. All right. To go from that, then the last few the last few questions I ask are normally, you know, what is what happens on a night out. You know, what is the. <laughs> Are you sure you want to? <laughs> That's what I'm worried about now. <laughs> no, you're, you're right, right? To be honest, I'm, I'm, yeah, I don't really go out. 
When you do go out, you know, what kind of drinks do you have? You know, what's your go-to drink? Um, I do like cider if I'm not... <laughs> oh, it's too warm in here. Cider, cider. If I'm not going on a heavy night out, it's cider. <laughs> Drinking at home, then it is moonshine. Um, moonshine. Oh, drinking at home with the other question I usually ask is tea or coffee? Both. 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 Do you have biscuits? Do you like to dunk your any biscuits in your tea? I have Belvita breakfast biscuits. Belvita. No, people say like bourbons or cookies. Belvita breakfast biscuits, they're wonderful. <laughs> they're lovely. <laughs> the last question I'm going to ask is the last debatish question. Jaffa cakes, to you, are they a biscuit or a cake? They're a cake. A cake? They're a cake because they're tax dodgers. <laughs> Oh. Oh God. Oh, 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 oh. I don't know anymore. I'm lost. <laughs> oh, is that? Where can people? Where can people find you on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram? Oh my God. <laughs> Everything is under <laughs> Amelia Quinn Music on Instagram and Facebook. I think it's Amelia Q Music on Twitter, but I don't know how to work it, so it doesn't really get used very much. Um, and my website is ameliaquinnmusic.com. Fantastic. <laughs> Everybody, make sure you download and buy Firecracker on the 24th. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> No one's going to want me on the podcast again. <laughs> I've never laughed as much. <laughs> I just wait till you see a picture. <laughs> oh, um, shall I have a live reaction now on the picture? Yeah, we're, oh, we're going to find it. We are going to find There was a video that accompanies this picture and everything. Um, here, send, send it to, to me and I'll send it across. Okay. Or send it to... Where was it? Is it Country Chats with Dom on Instagram? Um, yes. Um, I'll just WhatsApp you it. Okay. <laughs> um, don't tell me I've deleted it. Oh, don't say you've deleted it. I can't, I won't have deleted that. He posted it on your Facebook, so it's on the internet. 
It's on repeat. Oh, no. Oh, my God. The thing is, the thing is though, I, I don't know if you can see me. Uh, there we go. No, there we go. It's on repeat. <laughs> it cycles. It's just the expression at the end that just gets me. Like, it's brilliant. <laughs> oh, no. oh, for people out there, what happened then was... Um, Amelia just sent me the video that we've just been talking about and I can see it now and it's like cycling on a constant loop and obviously when we've sent all the Im images over there was a bit of a mute so that's the reason why you'll have a bit of a quiet moment there where it's just me talking oh my god that is brilliant that is classic <laughs> <laughs> it's just that face <laughs> Love it. <laughs> I feel sorry for everybody out there that's not going to be able to see that video. I know. <laughs> DM me. <laughs> if you want to see the video, DM Amelia. <laughs> Amelia Quinn Music. Make sure you check it out. Oh, man. <laughs> that's one way to get people to go to my profile. <laughs> Is there anything else you'd like to add? <laughs> I think we've covered um, everything. <laughs> we've covered everything and more. <laughs> um, just yeah, if if you like, if you've enjoyed this chat and you want to check some more stuff out, then check out our socials and hopefully see me on the live stream on the twenty fourth of July when Firecracker comes out. <laughs> Make sure you buy Firecracker on the 24th of July and check out Amelia's Facebook page to check out the live stream. Yeah. I'll see you all later. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. I certainly have. And I'll <laughs> see you all next time. Take care and goodbye. That was the Country Chat Podcast. Join Dom next time for exclusive interviews, reviews and general chit-chat on all things country music.